This week's parsha is Kisisa, contains one of the difficult, famous, and harsh stories of the Torah, the story of the Chet HaEgel, the making of the golden calf. It was only 40 days after Hashem had given the Jewish people the Torah, the Ten Commandments at Har Sinai. Uh, Moshe Rabbeinu goes up to the mountain to learn and receive the rest of the Torah from Hashem, and the Jews miscalculate the time that he's supposed to come down. And he doesn't come down when they expect him, and very quickly, and, and with amazing speed, they decide to make an idol, a golden calf, which they worship. And ultimately, Moshe Rabbeinu comes down and gets angry at the Jewish people and breaks the luchas. Um, and that's the story from this week's Torah portion. And obviously, it's a very troubling story and very difficult to understand. Um, how is it, how could it be, that 40 days after this greatest revelation, the Jewish people are on a spiritual high, and they should stoop so low to basic idolatry, just because Moshe Rabbeinu is one day late. Um, and furthermore, even on a technical and practical um, standpoint, how do you organize an entire nation in one day to a uh, whole new belief system and to idolatry? Everything takes time, especially when you're organizing many people, and many people are involved. It always takes time, and committees, and so on and so forth. And here, on one day, things move so quickly, and already they're, they're, they already created an idol, they're already serving it. So the Gemara says that really the whole story makes no sense. and says uh, the people of that generation were not fitting for such a sin, and the sin is hard to, hard to understand. It's clear that there was some level of divine uh, help, or pushing, or allowing that this should happen, even though naturally it really shouldn't have happened. And the way the Gemara explains it is that this was in some level orchestrated, or plan, or part of a divine plan, and that Hashem wanted this to happen. Now, that doesn't excuse the people who made the decision and, and followed their bad, um, their bad decision, bad choices. But on a, on a bigger picture, this was part of a, a master plan. And the reason for this plan is to ultimately teach us, show us, and give us the power of tshuva. Um, man will sin, because man is imperfect, and one of the greatest powers that Hashem gave us, and abilities that Hashem gave us, is the ability to do tshuva, to repent, and to atone for what we've done. And therefore, as soon as we're married to Hashem, so to speak, as soon as we have the, great, the greatest moment of our connection, immediately we're going to sin in the most egregious way, and Hashem then is going to grant us the ability to do tshuva and the ability to be atoned for, so that this becomes, so to speak, a blueprint for the story of Klal Yisrael individually and collectively throughout the generations, that yes, we're going to have our highs, but yes, we're going to have our lows as well. And as low as they may be, even if it's something as severe as idolatry right after the giving of Torah, Ayid knows that we always have that ability, that gift of Hashem, to be able to return to Him, to be able to repent, and to be able to fully atone for whatever we may have done. Interestingly, this is all in the Parsha that's called Kisisa. Um, the word Kisisa literally means to raise up, and it's talking about the mitzvah of Hashem, that when you come to raise the, the, uh, the Jewish people, in other words, you want to count the Jewish people, you want to raise up every family and every name, so we have the mitzvah in the beginning of the Parsha to count the Jewish people by everyone giving a half shekel, and the half shekels were counted. So the entire story of this golden calf with a sin, with the tshuva, with the repentance, is all in the parsha that's called the parsha to raise up and raise up through counting half shekels. What's the idea? 
Why is it in this Parsha? So there's two quick ideas that I want to share with you. One idea, and I believe we mentioned in the past, is that the name of the Parsha is to raise up, to uplift. And here in the Parsha we have the greatest downfall of the Jewish people, the greatest debacle. And yet the name of the Parsha is to uplift. And the idea being, in continuation to the idea we just shared, that we have to understand that every downfall is only a step forward in being uplifted ultimately. The downfall is only in order to come to tshuva, only in order to come to repentance, only in order to rectify our ways and come out stronger and better and more connected than before the downfall. And that's why even this greatest of downfalls is in the parsha of Kisisa, the parsha to raise up, telling us how we should perceive downfalls in life and missteps in life. That is all part of a, a grander picture, a picture that's there to lift us up and make us better and stronger than we began. So that's one point. But there's another point as well. And that is the mitzvah, the beginning of the parsha, is to raise up the Jewish people, to count them by giving half shekels. And the idea of the half shekel is really also the deeper explanation of why tshuva works. Why indeed is there that ability to repent? Why can we always repent? And the answer is because we're a half shekel. We see ourselves as one half and Hashem being the other half. We make up two halves of one whole. Hashem invests within each and every one of us a part of His very own soul. And therefore, we are one half of Him and He's the other half. So essentially, we're one. Being that we're essentially one, then as bad as one might be in that relationship, as, as bad as one might sin in that relationship. So if we would be two separate entities, okay, so we cross the red line, we cross the barrier, we're gone, we're finished, no more relationship. But being that we understand that essentially we're one, that we were two halves of one whole. So as much as we may sin, there's always the ability to reconnect with the other half of us because neither of us can ever be complete. Neither, neither of us can ever be complacent without our being fulfilled by, connect, by connect, reconnecting and by revealing that oneness that we have. And that's why the mitzvah of the half shekel is the mitzvah that begins the parsha that teaches us the greatest message of tshuva of all. No matter what we can do tshuva, because no matter what we are one, and that oneness can never ultimately be disrupted and broken, um, it's only something that can be hidden until the time we do tshuva and reveal that oneness. To conclude, this is not only a lesson in understanding the ability and the greatness of tshuva between us and Hashem, but this also is the ability of forgiveness between one person and their fellow Jew. Because just as the half shekel represents that we are half and Hashem is the other half, the half shekel also represents that each and every one of us is a half in relation to every other one of us. Just like us and Hashem are one entity, we believe that us and every other Jew is one entity. Klal Yisrael, the Jewish people, is ultimately one soul, one great godly soul that's divided amongst all of us. And therefore, we are all one. And because when we, when we truly perceive that another Jew is really part of me, essentially we're part of one soul. And is, so therefore, as much as one may have hurt another or sinned against another in, in terrible ways even as it was in the story of the Chata of the golden calf that we sinned against Hashem in a terrible way there should always be that ability of atonement that ability of forgiveness because we understand and we appreciate that truly we are one and none of us can ever be complete without each and every one of us and therefore we have to have that ability to be able to atone to be able to forgive to be able to ask forgiveness to be able to do tshuva, whether we have sinned 
man amongst man, between another one person to another, whether we sin between ourselves and Hashem, it's all because of the idea of machzis hashekel, the recognition that we are one, all Klal Yisrael are one, Klal Yisrael and Hashem are one, and therefore there's always that ability to reveal that oneness even when it was challenged. Have a wonderful Shabbos.